This is a professional production, okay? Quiet on the set. Quiet on the set. Two dudes. One bass. We bring you the Olinto P bass by Labella. So, yeah. Okay, you gotta explain to me. There's there's name, a lot of names on this. Bass. Yeah, there's a few people involved. So Olinto was one of the Labella founders grandfather's name was Alinto. That's it's a family name, okay? So Eric Coco runs Labella strings right now and it was one I believe maybe his his grandfather or a R Coco. Yeah, R Coco. One of those. Yes, exactly. So that's where the Alinto name comes from. It's a family name. Um, this is a bass made by the Labella company, but it was actually handmade by Moss Hino. Moss Moss Hino. M A S and then H-I-N-O. Mas Hino probably became the most famous because he built for Pensasur guitars oh. back in the day, or Pensa or Pensasur when it was, you know. And those basses are ridiculously sought after. So um, he is just a an incredible luthier. He makes a lot of instruments by hand, does a lot of different uh, guitars. He's worked on a bunch of instruments. I mean, he basically has this just incredible reputation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. As a luthier... Repair guy, uh, yeah, builder, builder, everything. So he hand built this bass, and then you have James Carbonetti of Carbonetti Guitars and Finishes, who did the finishing. This kind of relic, yeah, two, it's two layer paint job. It's a two layer paint job, kind of like Fender did back in the day. So it's a sunburst, right? Looks like a sunburst underneath, and then they oversprayed it white, and uh, yeah, kind of relicking job. And you got some see through where you know there would have been some um, nicks. You know, Nicks and stuff, and there would have been some, especially right here, when you're playing, that would have kind of worn through the finish, mm-hmm. or the first finish, so, yeah, and that's uh, it. The, the pickup is also hand-wound by Mosquino, and the story goes, and I'm pretty sure it was actually hand-wound, scatter-wound, on a sewing machine, on a Singer sewing machine. Oh, wow. So awesome. that's the way they used to do it back in the day, correct? Essentially, yes. Essentially, yeah. I they, mean, they had a fancier machine than a sewing machine at Fender, but... but I think that they, it, it was it kind was of... hand-guided... That's what it was, yeah. So um, this bass was kind of sent to me to do some reviews, and the second I played it, I it never was left. it was one of those that it never left. And I I contacted uh, Labella, Eric Coco, the powers that be, and I just I just bought it. It was it was one of those bases that was so. I, I, I don't know. Money flew out of your wallet. You had to have it. I had to have it. Now. Yeah. Must have now. (laughs) Exactly. It just plays great. It feels great. It's just... uh, And he basically... This this is a couple of years old. Um, They've made a a number of them. Maybe 100 or so, I think. I'll look look into it. But this was one of the early ones. This was uh, sent to Bass Player Magazine for a review. Um, And it was basically, I think, hand carved handmade by moss wow um yeah yeah so maybe i I, you know maybe some quick cutting and then you know bands on or whatever but then everything was by hand and it's literally a 63 fender precision base wow 63 yeah awesome but uh made now yeah and then it's got i think this is a fender bridge that's kind of um you know, relict, rusted out, and... Uh, threaded saddles. I yeah, threaded saddles. Uh, and this has the Labella James Jamerson flatwounds, which are like a 56 or 110 Ooh. or something like that. I mean, it's thick rope, but it feels... It's just... They don't feel... I mean, 
do you feel like they're that? No. They don't feel. You got that the action hefty. pretty low on the this, so. Low, man. Yeah. Which yeah. is good, you know, because it, these are some burly cables you got yeah. going on. And I had some. I tried round wounds on it, and it just. I don't, I don't know. I just. Uh, I feel like this base just needs to have these flats, and has to kind of just have that <laughs> and it gives it that sound and i actually i play it on i play it on all kinds of gigs top 40 whatever it doesn't have to be a you know i don't know a motown thing i mean it really cuts man it's um it, it's just one of the it's one of those bases that the second i played it i i knew i had to have you fell it. In love. i fell yeah and it, that i don't know does that happen often it, it, it does happen it not, happens not a lot but this was just one of those i was like i gotta have it so which is I, uh, saying a lot for a guy that's played a million bases. I played, yeah. And owned a million bases. Well, Maybe well, not well, a million, but... 100,000? 500,000? Half a million. No, but, I, well, both of us, I mean, we we kind of have the luxury that, you know, we, we get a lot of instruments and a lot of luthiers and a lot of people, yeah, I mean, we've played a lot of bases, and at, you at, just... Played them at, at gigs. At gigs. crucial. There's yeah. one... No substitute for being yeah. able to take your instruments out yeah. in, into the real world. That's true. You know, played them on gigs, played them on... In real world situations, let's put it that way. Yeah. I just don't want to be in my room, you know, noodling because you can make anything sound good, and you can make anything sound bad. So in the real world, it's just it, yeah. And this bass just it, it's a beast. It cuts through. It's it's insane, man. And I just love the way it plays, man. It just feels so good. Um, yeah, it just it, it's <laughs> it's one of those magic bases. Carrie Nordstrand, you know, refers to Moss, you know, as Moss's magic, you know, and it's and it's true. It's it's just one of those builders that really knows, they know what they're doing, they know the shape, they know, you know, and there's, and, you know, I mean, there's a bunch out there, man. Carrie Nordstrand, you know, Chris Ellender, Pat Wilkins, I mean, there's, you know, the name goes, the names go on and on, and you just know, they know their stuff, so. Right. So in he, other words, basically what this guy did is, he made his take on a 63 uh, P base. Yeah, right. 63 P. And maybe, to the T, like. That's what it is, and maybe probably refined it a little bit and took out some of the uh, weird problem. anomalies from the from the what, old, yeah. in the old days, forty fifty years of uh, of aging and problems. Yeah, it's uh, it has the reverse tuners, which is really nice. Um, you know, reverse. Uh, what is it? They, Are these hip shot tuners? I you know I'm not sure. They could be, but they say LaBelle on them, so maybe they were licensed by somebody. But yeah. Has the gloss, you know, gloss finish, and um, is this nitrocellulose lacquer? On I, it? you know what, I'm pretty sure it is. Did you put these dings on the back of the? No, neck? the dings came with it, man. It, came with the it dings. just, yeah, it came. It, it came like it was, yeah. It's hand built by Moss Hino. Yep. Yeah, hand built by Moss Hino. I mean, it's so now. If I, and this is the first time you're playing it, right? Yes. Okay. If I oh I look at the uh, the string tree is a is a is a buffalo head nickel buffalo head nickel. <laughs> it's, I mean, it just nice has touch. it just has these things and it just I, this base makes me happy. This base really makes me happy. Okay, I let love, me ask you this. Yes, I want to get one of these bases. Okay, what do I, what do, I do? How uh, do I get one? We'll contact Eric Coco and seriously, yeah. Well, I mean, but I mean, like me as a per, let's say a person on this. Street. Oh, I um, go to Labella. Just do a search for Labella Alinto base, and then they just go to the website. And that's are these it. available on the site? Or these are available on the site. Contact them. Yes, absolutely. Um, a friend of mine is having one built with a low B, so it's going to be B E A D because he plays a lot of five strings and he doesn't feel comfortable going back and forth. Mm -hmm. So he just wanted low Bs, which is that's going to be. Sick. That's gonna be ridiculous. Yeah, 
I mean, so what do you, so assessment, assess it for me there, Howard. You've played a lot of basses, you've played a lot of P basses. You've had probably vintage P basses in your. Yeah, about a few. Yeah, 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 you've had. Yes. <laughs> this thing plays great. It's like a 63 jazz bass. I mean, P bass, sorry. P bass, I know. We're... <laughs> I don't know why I got jazz bass on the mic. But, yeah. But like, I don't know, like I was saying earlier, it seems to kind of, it, it feels like a vintage bass, but yet fixes some of those weird yeah. anomalies. Kind of refined, a refined yeah. new, brand new instrument, you know. I mean, it looks like it has a seven and a quarter radius, but it doesn't really feel like it. It feels nice and comfortable. It, it's it's one of those like literally the first time I played it. I, I, uh, yeah, I mean that story is true. I took it out of the bag to just do the review to just kind of plug it in, and I immediately I played it for a couple of minutes, put it back in the bag, and I just instantly was like. I need this bass. Mine? Mine. This is not leaving my house. This is mine. I'm going to gig the crap out of it, and it's going to get, it's just going to get used and abused, because that's, it just feels so good. And I'm not the type of guy that likes the flat wound P bass kind of thing, but there's something about this bass that when I play it, it's just like, oh, dude. I mean, it's, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the flat wounds definitely add a lot of character to this thing. I'm not a big flat wound guy myself, but... It's, they sure do work on this yeah. thing. And like I said, I took them off, put round rounds on it, and I put these back on. And I think these will be on there. I'm not going to change the strings. These are going to stay on there. You don't have <laughs> or, to. You don't have to, yeah. And, um, and you know, I've, I've, uh, I've contacted Eric Coco a couple of times, just asked him some questions, and couldn't be a nicer, nicer right? person. Yeah, yeah. That whole... This looks like a just a plain maple neck. Yeah, and then it has the clay dots. Got ro- I'm thinking rosewood, but are you thinking? I don't know. It looks like Brazilian. It could be, but I, I don't know. We'd have to scratch it yeah. up a little bit to get clay it, dots. Smell it. Um, yeah, I was gonna comment on that. I think those are the clay dots. So very, you know, keeping it keeping it traditional. The elusive clay dots that no one seems to figure to fi- ever be able to figure out. Yeah, looks like this guy's moss has figured out how to. How to make those clay dots. Yeah. I mean, it's it's such an incredibly simple instrument that... I, I mean, honestly, dude, you you know, dude, Squire Vintage Modified P-Bass with new pickups and a great setup. It's going to kill. It's going to be great. But this is just refined. And like, ultra refined is the way that I would describe right. it because you kind of want to... It's like justifying... Why would I have this instead of a Squire P bass? Mm-hmm. And I think that the second you play it, you realize that this is just—it's just a refined instrument. It's just every step of this construction has been refined and yeah. gone over. Yeah, and, and which gone over and 
which there's nothing wrong with the other ones, nothing wrong with, I, nothing wrong with it. Right. This just has this it factor. I don't know, man. Yeah. I mean, you're, you know, you're I playing it for the first time, so yeah. And it makes me work a little bit too. I like, I like the the thicker, you know, big, I, I like the big, the yeah, big the rounds. wide. Yeah, the wide makes, neck, the wide neck, and the white just—it makes me work a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty cool, huh? Bone nut, you know, and um, yeah, it's beautiful, Steve. Yeah, it, it's it just really a, is something else. <laughs> I'm glad you. I, I I didn't realize you had never played it, so I'm glad I brought it for the uh, for the show. Yeah, awesome, just awesome. It's beautifully relic. I know it's yeah, it's really cool. I like yeah. the headstock as well. And I play the crap. I, I honestly, I play the crap out of this bass. Yeah. It's really good. You going to play it this weekend? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Nice. I'll probably play it on two or three of the gigs. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, in, it's in heavy rotation for, for real work. I've recorded with it. I think I actually lent it to somebody to do a couple of recordings too. So, uh -huh. lent to a buddy that needed an old P bass and um, it just, it, it beyond nailed it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it was killer. So, yeah, man. I don't know. Any other... It's just, um, I'm impressed. It's a, it's an incredibly refined instrument that, uh, it's, it's just good. <laughs> good. Sure I like, is. I, I like your, uh, your reaction to it. And I like that you hadn't played it before. So it's very cool. Yeah. Wow. Unreal. Unreal. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> it's a good P bass. Where I, I might keep it. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. Probably out of my dead hand. It's actually going with me. It's, um, it's going to be, um, uh, cremated with me. Oh, it's going to be that makes sense. It's going to be powdered with yeah. me with the not, not the metal. The metal will be scattered around my body. Okay, the, but the wood parts. Um, anyways, yeah. So, anyways, two dudes, one bass, right? Two dudes, one and, bass. Oh yeah, and you're who are you? Howard Olyate, Steve Araho, and we are two dudes, one bass. Thanks for joining, and I'm super stoked that we were able to to bring this. This is just a thanks for bringing it by, Steve. It's a rad bass. So, all right, guys, we'll see you later. Goodbye. Bye.